Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Being a team leader is not an easy position to be in. We all want to unlock our team's potential, right? But first and foremost, that requires a lot of work on ourselves as team leaders. Meet Julian Roberts, an executive and leadership coach with a background in commercial and sales and a passion for business and people. He realized that he valued watching one of his direct reports win more than winning the business himself. His core driver was and has been the desire to unlock another's potential, perhaps yours. Hello, hello. When working in teams, we all wish that everything would kind of just work out. People think along, they do high quality work, they are productive, effective, of course, responsible, and we all work towards achieving the overall goals. But the reality isn't always like that. Too often things are not done in the right way at the right time, and we feel like we need to be let's say, a babysitter looking after every little thing. So today we are going to dive into how to unlock the potential of your team with Julian Roberts. Welcome. Good to see you, Marie. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, I love being on a podcast. I love talking about uh, unlocking potential. It's um, it's my passion and my purpose. That's that's what it is. So I, um, I, I, I bubble over with it. I get excited by it. So I'm, I'm really pleased to be here today. Well, thank you. And that's great. So tell us a lot about this passion, because we would need some some background, you know, how did you become passionate about coaching leaders? Because what I'm curious is that what were the signs that were out there, you know, when you came to realize uh, the need for it? Interestingly, it, it took a, <clears throat> a number of years, it took me nearly 20 years working in the in sales within the food industry, where I you know, led teams, um, went up in the career ladder and um, sort of managed sort of large teams and was successful in that sense, you know, delivering sales, delivering EBITDAs. Um, and I came to a crunch point about five years ago, six years ago, realizing, you know, well, am I really enjoying this anymore? And it just wasn't resonating anymore. And so I started to reflect on those 20 years of working. And I, and I realized that what got me really excited is when I took an individual who's working for me and I got alongside them and I coached them and I help unlock their potential. And then I see them sort of take flight and they're empowered and off they went and they grew and they did things. Uh, and, and I watched that results and <clears throat> that's what got me excited. And so I based that uh, on my sort of career move of, of moving, jumping out of the, the corporate world. Uh, where well, I retrained as an executive coach. Uh, I wanted to hone those skills wanted to get some real supervision. I wanted to, uh, to, to uh, practice as well and role plays. Uh, and now that's what I do. I do that with individuals. I do it with teams uh, and I love it. And every time, you know, I work with an individual or a team and they get those light bulb moments or they just get those <laughs> little insights that they've never had before. You know, it just makes me uh, to think, yes, this is what I love doing. I feel fulfilled uh, and I have lots of energy about it. Oh, that's great. But let's go back, you know, a few steps here. And could you please walk us through the really the benefits of, uh, let's say, working with our teams? Because 
I know it applies as well as for any business owner, but also for a solopreneur who are working with a team of people collaborating with them, right? And also for freelancers, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's always important to uh, realize that <clears throat> in this world, we, we need help. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're not, we can't do everything on our own. And there's a lot of powerful entrepreneurs out there and business owners and business leaders. And, you know, the, the ones that I, I get alongside with are very successful. And you can think, why, why do they need any support and help? But we all need it. You know, I have my own coach as well uh, that supports me, challenges me, helps me get those insights. Uh, and I think we all need that uh, objective perspective sometimes, somebody to give you a, a sense of reflection of what's going on, be a mirror to, to what you're doing, uh, but also somebody to really help you uh, mine those insights. You know, we can do them on our own to a certain extent when we reflect and we get mindful. Um, but somebody who's got, who's trained in questioning, tr trained in understanding what you're doing, what you're thinking, um, can really help mine those insights. And I think it's, it's valuable for anybody, whether you're setting out in business, setting out in your career, at some point, bring a coach in. You know, coach is a short-term engagement. It's not for a long-term thing. Uh, but at moments in life when we need to make some key jumps, and I work with a lot of other individuals or companies that are making some steps to make some big jumps forward, and they just need some support on how to do that, and their teams need supporting uh, to overcome that. But also, often we have big goals, we have big dreams, and we sort of know how to go about it, which is obviously helpful in terms of strategy. But often people just don't believe they can achieve it. So they have these limiting beliefs and they don't realize you've got limiting belief until perhaps mm -hmm. a coach starts to engage with you and talk to you and you, you have this limiting belief. And that limiting belief will always stop you achieving something. It'll make you do something else. It will cause you to procrastinate. And so, again, I get alongside a lot of uh, owners and leaders and help them not search for limiting beliefs, but they do pop up and then mm -hmm. um, help them sort of, I guess, push forward and, and smash those. And therefore they go off empowered and they go and deliver those goals. Then. I agree. We all need this outside perspective, you know, and, and of course support and uh, some somebody uh, who can help us uh, to be accountable to ourselves really and to our goals. But what would you say to those people, you know, listening to us right now thinking, I don't have time for this. You know, I'm so busy. I don't have time uh, to work with my team here. And because they're all grown up, why should I take the time to teach and motivate and delegate and really inspire others because I'm too busy? Yes. Uh, and often a, <clears throat> a thing that happens, people don't have time for it or I will do it tomorrow. We always put things on mm -hmm. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and in some ways it's thinking about you know, what, what could you do if you had that support and uh, what could happen? Um, <clears throat> and thinking about some of the, perhaps the breakthroughs you're looking through, you know, we often always want breakthroughs in life. And sometimes we sort of have a, an inkling what that might be. Uh, and I think it's then you not, you not need to start to think about actually, perhaps I need to bring somebody in to, to help me with this. Um, but then also as time goes by, then look back at your life and think, where were the moments where you did get those breakthroughs? Where were the moments? What happened? Mm -hmm. Was it, was this somebody get alongside you and pointed out to you, help you? So look at the sort of patterns that has, has got you there. Um, cause it's so easy to put things off and I appreciate that. So I think people take time to, to make decisions. Uh, but what are you really after? What are you really going after? And, and what are the ways you're going to do that? Sometimes bringing a coach in, sometimes bring talking to a mentor, uh, whatever it may be, 
you know, find the ways and get down to the point of, you know, whatever I'm doing, am I getting towards my purpose? How am I going about it? And what do I need to do that? Uh, and then employ the, the tactics and the the um, the resources that you need that will help you get there closer. So it's almost getting back to that uh, understanding your purpose and understanding where you're aiming for and, and just do what you need to do to, to, to achieve that. Mm -hmm. The way I see it, this is very ironic. You know, we say we don't we don't have time for let's say team building or uh, saying unlocking the potential of our team, but that really leads us to being those babysitters around, looking after every little thing, right? And this might be even more time consuming, and of course, this is stressful. So it seems like this vicious circle <laughs> that does not let us really grow our businesses. Well, it is, and it's interesting because, <clears throat> you know, I have a number of clients I've dealt with in the past where they're, they've managed to try and do everything themselves, particularly when entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. they, they, mm -hmm. they do everything themselves. And if eventually they become the, the limiting sort of belief or the block of, of the growth of that business because they try to be involved in everything and do everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and... and the best time is when at that point is then you've got to learn how to not just let go, but to really empower people. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you empower people, uh, your capacity shoots to the roof. Uh, you can't clone yourself, um, but you can empower people. And as you empower people, <clears throat> as you enable people to unlock their potential, actually you're unlocking more capacity within your business about how you do things. And we need mm -hmm. to do that in a good way. You don't just, throw things at people, you know, you, you talk things through, you give people resources, you give people support, um, you allow them to sort of make some mistakes along the way. Cause you know, when people do things for the first time, they might not always do it the way hey, you want to do it, but they might make a mistake as well, but allowing for those sort of failures to happen. And as long as there's a, there's a learning circle, that's really important. Um, so I always say to a lot of certainly new businesses, you know, think about scaling and they get caught up with, how they're going to scale their, their sales and their revenue and all this sort of stuff, which is obviously important, but how are you going to scale you scale your mindset to make sure that you can go from five people to 30 to 60, uh, and have not just processes in place, but have a, <clears throat> a mindset that allows your capacity to be put through your business and through your people, uh, and to therefore grow your business. It's not just about a process, not just about strategy. It's the people. Uh, you need people uh, to, to increase your capacity to do that. Mm -hmm. That's very powerful to think about how am I going to really scale myself? That's, that's very good. But please walk us through how we should really unlock this potential of our team, because I know you have some concrete steps to share uh, with us here today. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that the first thing is it starts with you. It starts with you, the individual, and and it's making sure that you you have a, a mindset for growth, not only in yourself but in others. Um, if your mindset is fixed, if your mindset's not about growing or empowering others, it's just not going to go anywhere. Period. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where it starts. And so when you approach a, a, a business of trying to unlock people's potential, have that mindset that I want to unlock their potential because if I unlock their potential, therefore my business will be supercharged because their potential is being unlocked to the max and therefore I'm getting the most out of them 
uh, in terms of what I'm paying for them. And so that's, and then mm-hmm. they're, they're going to get rewarded and feel <clears throat> satisfied, fulfilled. And therefore you get this sort of kickback and sort of virtuous circle going on. And so it's important to when you employ, uh, when you look to your staff, think, okay, have that intent, have that motive to think, okay, I want to get the best out of them. I want to see how I can help them grow and, and, and do all what I can to really help them sort of take flight. Uh, and I think that's the important thing. And it's creating that environment that is got that openness, got that transparency about it, uh, and got that genuineness the, or that authenticity as we talk about, a lot about that. And so as you approach people and think, right, I'm thinking, you know, they don't even have, even have to know about it. You could verbalize it, you know, think, I want, I want you to get the best out of, of you. How can I help you? And it's creating that engagement, that language. But as you have that mindset, you, you will approach everything that way. They'll feel it. They'll feel valued. They'll feel this sense of you're for them, want to get the best out of them, and you're there to support them. So it all starts with with your mindset. And that, that, that's the key point of where to start, really. <clears throat> I, I agree with you because we also talk a lot about uh, mindset uh, uh, at Powerful Marketers because what we say, your mindset needs to be stronger than your emotions, because especially in in a world of marketing, you cannot really decide with your emotions, right? And uh, you should never decide on uh, on the emotional basis, right? But uh, okay, so the first is mindset. What's the next one? The next one, you know, think about when you're trying to grow something and you're going to grow some seeds and mm-hmm. you put those seeds into the ground. Uh, I'm not a gardener. Uh, I'm not really into gardening. I don't know much about it. Um, and some people fantastically out there who probably do, but you put those seeds into some soil and it's important. The seed's important. The seed's got all the potential. And so if you see your staff, people who work for you are those seeds and those seeds have got absolute massive amount of potential. You know, you take a sunflower seed, you know, this little, I say little seed, reasonably size, size seed, uh, but grows into a massive sunflower. Uh, it can be like six, seven, eight foot tall um, over time. <clears throat> but it, it depends upon the environment. And, and so you've got to create an environment uh, and the soil that your team will grow. And, and every environment is different. Every culture is different. Um, and it's appropriate to make sure that environment reflects your values, reflects uh, your industry uh, and, and and I guess the key key things on it really is create an environment that I, I call it psychologically safe, um, an environment that's where people can really learn new things. It's an environment of learning, um, mm-hmm. and if you, you get people in learning mindsets, they tend to grow more. They tend to open to new challenges. They tend to be more flexible. Uh, they tend to be more uh, resilient as well. And so you create that learning sort of environment where you foster people going on courses, you foster people uh, perhaps getting coached or, or or doing some training or or support that they need to fulfill their job. The other aspect is an environment where it's okay to um, make mistakes. It's okay to mm-hmm. fail. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you want people to push the boundaries, you want people to <clears throat> excel and really unlock their potential, they're going to do things that are slightly outside their comfort zone and they might not make it the right the first time, might make some mistakes. Uh, and so foster an environment where 
people, it's okay <clears throat> to make a mistake. It's okay to fail, mm -hmm. but taking that failure and use it as a, as a learning opportunity, you know, to go over it and say, okay, how can we do it better next time? What are the learnings and talking through your team uh, with that? How do you uh, learn from that? And so next time you don't make that mistake or we, we improve upon what you're doing. You know, any, any innovation has always come out of failure. It's always come, there's always been a, a road of failure to get to it. It has to be. Otherwise, it's not innovative. It's not pushing the boundaries. Mm -hmm. When you push the boundaries, it's new, new path. It's bound to slightly go wrong. And so I can create that environment where you're not telling somebody, oh, that's terrible. You made a mistake here. Um, and I guess the, the, the other one is an environment where <clears throat> it's okay to challenge and even, even challenge yourself. You know, that, you know, if somebody thinks this is not a good way and that's, I mean, challenge respectfully, you know, I'm not talking about just shouting at people, but it's okay to challenge perhaps thinking, you know, almost challenge, oh, we've always done it this way. Can we not do it in a different way or a better way? And so if you create that environment where people are learning, people are, uh, are excelling and okay to fail and also challenging the status quo, you create an environment that is safe. And, and that's, that's the importance. I do a lot of stuff with teams about creating psychological safety. And when you feel safe, you then will start to uh, relax and start to push the boundaries and start to go for it and be more innovative and more um, and just going for it and unlocking your potential. So that's really important is that environment as well. I agree, especially when it comes to mistakes. I know that people are too often afraid of making mistakes. So that's very strong for me, at least from here. It is. And I think one thing I would just admitted really is, is making sure that you're role modeling that as well. <clears throat> and that's mm -hmm. your, that if you make a mistake, you, you share it and then you talk about the learning that came from that and it shows that you're human and it shows mm -hmm. the, the type of expectations of this team that you allow that it's okay. Obviously we don't go out to make mistakes, um, clearly, um, but it's, it's role modeling and mm -hmm. making sure that you are mimicking the expectations of that psychological safe team. That, that's really mm -hmm. important because that's where you get the, almost the cognitive dissonance where people then, you know, say one thing, but they're doing another. And so, you know, lots of people talk about openness, transparency, integrity, all these sort of words, but if you're not doing it, people won't believe it. And it just won't, mm -hmm. whether consciously be aware of it, subconsciously, they'll just think, I just don't believe it. And so making sure whatever you say, whether it's to do your values, uh, creating the right environment is that you are role modeling that as mm -hmm. well. Uh, and so people then see it because role modeling is probably one of the most powerful ways of teaching somebody uh, in terms of through observation. It's more effective than telling somebody. It's far more better than, that's why when you show somebody how to do something, uh, it's more effective than just showing them on a screen how to do it. Uh, actually observing it and seeing it for the real thing mm -hmm. is important. But with with these sort of things about values, people then feel values as well. And they can see your intent and your motives and everything else and start to think, okay, I, can, I start to believe this and I start to see it. Uh, mm -hmm. That's how kids work. That's how kids kids mimic, you know, they, they observe things. They say things perhaps you shouldn't, they shouldn't be saying because they're just copying you. Um, <laughs> so that's how it works. So. Be aware, people are always watching you. I think that's another thing to we, we mm -hmm. often forget in organizations. 
or whether that's online or wherever we are, people are watching you. Uh, mm-hmm. Might not be consciously, but they're observing your your consistency of what your message, consistency of your uh, your values. You know, do you say integrity and then you're not very integrity? You haven't got much integrity in certain situations. Uh, so people are observing it all the time. Mm-hmm. So lead by example, and uh, I agree. This uh, environment you have today is very important, and it also mm. reminded me this Indian proverb. Um, that says all the seeds of tomorrow are in the flowers of today. So mm. it, it means that what we enjoy tomorrow is really a result of how, you know, we are, we start today or whatever we put in now. Is it, you know, is it, uh, we learning together, challenging, uh, you know, uh, overcoming mistakes and obstacles and all of this. Right. And also, uh, acting by our values, right? As you mentioned. Mm. I really so like that proverb. That, that's a great proverb, isn't it? You didn't know that. Yeah, that's... No, I didn't know. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it says, all the seeds of tomorrow are in the flowers of today. So I think that's mm. um, that's important. No, I'm sorry. I said it in a wrong way. All the flowers of tomorrow are in the seeds of yesterday because you put the seeds on before. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, uh, that's great. I love it. Yes, I, I think I would. I I first said it in the wrong uh, order. <laughs> so the the seeds of yesterday are in the flowers tomorrow. Is that what it is? Yes, because today we are actually, you know, uh, whatever we put in now as seeds uh, will actually uh, be flowers tomorrow, right? So it depends mm. on on this environment for those seeds really, right? Mm. I think I said it right now. I did. Yeah, it, it's much more logical. <laughs> Sorry for that, but let's go on. So there is mindset. There is, um, of course, this um, environment we talked about. What is the third step? Um, I think that the, for me, it's all about this creating, it talks a bit about role model, a bit about consistency and behavior and message mm-hmm. and communication. Uh, it's making sure that we are consistent um consistency is is a is a dull word in some ways um but do you know what people love people being consistent you mm-hmm. know people coming in one day they're up here next day they're down here it's um it's hard work to try and judge people where they're at um you know we've all met those individuals that are all over the shop um and sometimes mm-hmm. there are some sort of health conditions that, that are causing that uh, but if they're not inconsistency is, is always a worry. Um, you're not entirely sure how the boss is going to be, uh, what they're going to be up to. Are they going to say yes to this proposal? Are they going mm-hmm. to say no, depending on what day? You know, we've all had those conversations where we go, oh, we'll try and get them on a good day rather than a bad day. And, and so consistency is really key, making sure you're consistent. Doesn't mean you're boring. Doesn't mean you're dull. Uh, doesn't mean you go, don't, don't have high fives and celebrate and be gregarious. Mm-hmm. It's just be consistent in your message, consistent in your behaviors. You know, you know, making sure that you're treating everything uh, as you're saying it is. If you've got a message that says we're we're heading towards A today, that you continue to head towards A rather than oh no, we're going to go to B today, and you keep chopping and changing, and people are not entirely sure where where they stand because uh, people get uncomfortable and uneasy, and 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 don't don't sort of fully commit when there's that inconsistency because they're not entirely sure because they think oh, I'll just hold back just in case. They change their mind again because <clears throat> that's what they always do 
Uh, and so it's important to be consistent uh, in not only our, <clears throat> our behavior, but also in our communication. And so mm-hmm. if you're communicating a strategy, communicating a vision, you know, make sure that that runs all the way through. Particularly things that are long-term or should be long-term, uh, there's no sort of constant chopping and changing and, oh, we're doing it this way, this way. And so people don't waste resource, don't waste energy. And then also people feel they can trust you because they know where you stand, where you're at. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really important to build that trust. And when you build that trust, you build that commitment. And then people then start to go all in. And as people start to go all in, then you start to see that unlocking of that potential even more so because trust mm-hmm. needs to be in, in all this as well. And so it's important to, to be consistent. Sounds very boring. Sounds very dull, but it's really important. In, in, and that goes from everything we do, you know, whether you're, you know, from your perspective, communicating marketing messages, consistency is really key. It's really mm-hmm. important uh, in brand in brand sort of communication, uh, but even more important in in your personal communication and in who you are, your your mm-hmm. persona. You know, just be consistent. Uh, people get a bit wary when people stop chopping and changing. I was just about to comment on the same <laughs> thing that <laughs> in marketing, consistency is the key because uh, we also need to build the trust. Right? Is it the trust? Uh, your your personal brand or is it the, just a brand overall you still need to you know build this uh, this uh, trust there and of course it only happens when you do that um, on a consistent basis for sure so those are very those are great insights really and um I, I want to be mindful about the time we have here today. So do you have any other thoughts, you know, beside those three actionable, um, like steps you, you shared or something that you think our listeners need to hear to, to wrap it up here today? Yeah, <clears throat> I think also it sort of ties in with my, my quote at the end, but it, it's, don't always feel you have to get everything right. Um, <clears throat> I think as leaders, we always feel we, we have to, I think we have to know it all. You know, mm-hmm. go back um, two years ago at the start of the pandemic, you know, I was having conversations with leaders who were in a state of shock, state of what on earth's going on. And I said, you know what? Tell people you just don't know at the moment. It's okay not mm-hmm. to know. We can't know everything. We can't know how to navigate a pandemic because we've never been in it before uh, as, as, as people. Mm-hmm. And so all we can do is, you know, bring teams together, be open, be humble, you know, take your ego away and just say, <clears throat> at this point, we don't know what to do. Uh, we're looking at this, we're looking at that. So show that you're doing things. Uh, make sure you keep communication, keep visibility up. That's really important. Making sure you're you're visible as a leader. And, you know, and we still face uncertain times, you know, we're in, around the world, we're coming out of lockdown, but we've got challenges in, in Europe with Ukraine and mm-hmm. Russia. And that'll always be there. There'll always be uncertainty. There'll always be aspects where you don't know. You'll get shocks to your business. You'll get uncertainty to your business. you get surprises to your business. Um, and sometimes you won't know. You know, I'm dealing, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of um, coaching a, a rowing team who are, are looking to do a, a world record row around great britain uh this year and so yeah. six ladies uh are doing that and they're gonna face a lot of uncertainty and you know i've been talking about mm-hmm. resilience been talking about you know that sort of mindset um but 
you know, and also talking about them. Sometimes you won't know exactly what to do, but it's okay. You'll get through that somehow. And people in the team will come through with some ideas, solutions. Uh, and so I think sometimes as a leader, you feel like you need to always know it and be charging ahead um, with, with the right answer. Um, but as you move forward, even sort of slowly, <clears throat> you start to get revelation of what to do next. So mm -hmm. I just say always as a leader, but always feel you have to, you, you need to know everything and just be that, you know, just step up, be visible, communicate, be open, be transparent, and let the the rest from your team do the, the, the work for you. And it's okay if you don't know everything. <laughs> it is. It totally I love is. It. <laughs> I love it. So thank you, Julian. Tell us, how should people get uh, in touch with you now? Where should they go? Uh, best way you get through to my website, which is julianrobertsconsulting.com. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Or you can find me on uh, LinkedIn uh, on mm -hmm. Julian Roberts, um, and I also have a podcast. If that's okay to share on here, called uh, Helping or Helping Organizations Thrive. Mm -hmm. uh, if you type in Helping Organizations Thrive into Google, I should come up in the top four or five of that. And that's all about talking to leaders from around the world about business resilience and uh, leadership in organizations. Yeah, that's that's great. Okay, last but not the least, to inspire our community, please share and comment on the song and uh, a quote that empowers you. Yeah, well, well the song it, it's it's more of an instrumental, uh, and, it, and it, it's it's called the um, the intro by the XX. Um, people probably never even heard of it. Uh, but I you have. type that into YouTube, <laughs> and um, you, you'll get lots of uh, motivational. Uh, Iron Man videos that are associated mm -hmm. with it. And the reason I, I love this song, it, it is when I was training to do an Iron Man uh, six years ago now, um, this tune just, when I was feeling a little bit like, I'm not sure about my training, I'm not sure about going to run today. Mm -hmm. um, this music was what um, got me going because it is attached to lots of motivational videos I'd watched. And so mm -hmm. that tune, even now, mm -hmm. It sends like a shiver down my, my back as I hear it and then it all comes and it reminds me of my Iron Man and the, what I went through and, and obviously completed it. Uh, but obviously it was inspirational. So that, that, that that's the song uh, that I, I have. Um, in Very terms good. of the quotes. Yeah, go sorry. On, I, just, I just wanted to say that it will go to our Spotify list, you know, to empower our, um, our listeners as well. So thank you for sharing this, uh, this story behind that. And, uh, no, and the quote? That's good. And the quote, I won't, I won't read it all. It's, it's, it's a, a Theodore Roosevelt quote. Mm -hmm. And, um, and in essence, I mean, the, the bit I like is he talks about that the credit belongs to the man who actually is in the arena. Mm -hmm. um, he says, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again. There's no effort without error or shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end, triumph of higher achievements. But the key thing is, is he, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. And I think that for me, it's about this stepping into the arena as a leader. You might not mm -hmm. know the outcome, you might not know the answers, but you're the one that's willing to step up and go for it and at least have a go, have a try. Um, but it's stepping in the sense, and it's, to me, that's true courage, stepping into a, into a place where you don't know if you're going to overcome or you're going to 
not overcome um, or you might be having a tougher time. And that, that to me is courage. Uh, courage is not, oh, I think I can beat this opponent. Actually, courage is, I'm not entirely sure if I can beat this opponent opponent or challenge. And I think it's having leadership that, that's really courageous, that's willing to step into the, the breach and do new things um, and mm-hmm. go after things without knowing the fullness of what might happen. Wow, that's that's very strong and powerful. And when I hear, when I was listening um, you right now, it really reminded me um, President of Ukraine right now because mm-hmm. he really is, you know, this role model for us, and he's very brave, and he also doesn't know really no. <laughs> what will come out of that. But uh, you know, he's there. He's there. Uh, also, you know, he totally. faces I mean, also with the Zelensky, dust and everything. Yeah, Zelensky is mm-hmm. that sort of courageous mm-hmm. type of leader. And exactly. people love courageous leaders, that that true mm-hmm. courageous leader. He doesn't know the outcome. He's facing a, mm-hmm. a giant, so to speak, and yet he's still mm-hmm. standing there, engaging mm-hmm. with people. He's mm-hmm. talking around the world with the UK Parliament. He's been there in terms of on, mm-hmm. on, on sort of online. He's been with the, the, the sort of White House and... So there's a whole host of stuff he's doing and yep. he doesn't know the complete outcome yet. So he'd, he'd like to know what the outcome is, but he doesn't know it. He's stepping in. So yeah, true courageous leadership. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Julia. Really for your time, we, we truly appreciate, you know, those valuable insights and thoughts here and, uh, and we really wish you all the best. Thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. Really love speaking to you today. Thank you. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.